to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 4, Episode number 48. Andy, tonight's a sports edition, and we're yeah. going to cover sports, local, regional, national sports, sports only. I've got the Vikings cap on. They did lose. We'll cover them lightly later on, but it is mm-hmm. October 9th, 2023. We're ready for a sports edition show. So let's start off first with a trivia question. Well, let's start off with last week's answer, which we forgot. Yeah, we, we got to do that. Uh, we do make mistakes here on the show. We gave the trivia question at the beginning of the show last week, never gave the answer, and that was it. But uh, it relates to – Connie's email blew up. Her phone lines blew up. Connie was very upset. Yeah. Connie took a and lot of – We don't want to make Connie unhappy. Opinion pieces were written in the local papers and stuff, uh, yeah, op-ads. Yeah. Uh, so the question was – City pages, yeah. The question was – uh, we know, of course, uh, Major League Baseball players can win the batting title in the American League and the National League, and sometimes they cross over and have won them in both leagues. But has there ever been a time where someone has won the batting title in consecutive years in both leagues? I think this would so be an easy one answer. One year, the next week. Okay. Yeah, uh, easy answer for most of the listeners. But back-to-back seasons, winning them in different leagues. The answer is Luis Arise, right? In the last two years, yeah. Last two years. So Luis Arise won the batting title in the American League with the Twins, was traded in the offseason to the Miami Marlins, proceeded to win the National League batting title in 2023. That's never been done. No. Never back-to-back. Back-to-back in the same league, yes. Well, very, very rarely do you trade your batting title champion to the other league, trade them low, low to their league, Yeah. Yes, and, and you know, early on when the Twins had a, a the leader or the, someone who wanted it was it was Rod Carew, and then he went. There was a contract dispute or something, and went to the Angels as the reigning batting title. Yep. But very yep. rare does that happen. There was some contract disputes. He was asking for big money, whatever. This could have been related. Remember, he went to arbitration. Yep. And they already said no. the The agent said no, so they were going to be in a somewhat of a fight or a legal wrangling or a legal, uh, you know. Whatever. Twins get Pablo Lopez and a, and, a, and a prospect. Arise goes to Miami, basically hits 380 to 400 all season long, finishes right. at what, 356? Yeah, he kind of went down the last month, but yeah. But just to put it in perspective, even 356, he was 20 points ahead of the second guy, I think. 20 that, or 30 that, That's Tony Gwynn country right there. That, that's You're in Tony Gwynn country. So Congratulations, Luis Arise, former twin, current Marlin, won back-to-back batting titles in different leagues, consecutive batting titles. Never in the history of baseball has that ever happened. Now for the current question, Andy. Yes, per per Connie, uh, her reprimanding Dan, I have to handle the trivia this week. You're in charge. NHL is starting soon. As you know, we, we try to do our best to be hockey, hockey fans here, but, you know, baseball goes in November, then we got college basketball. We try to plug hockey as much as we can. So this is a hockey-based one. As you know, you look through the record books in hockey, you see Wayne Gretzky's name on everything. But who has what brother combination in hockey has the most points combined for brothers? I think of all the great brothers they've had in hockey, the Halls, the you know all the other great okay. brother combinations. Now, so this looks to be, you know, it could be three brothers. You never know if they all played the brother combination. So that's the trivia question. 
<coughs> and I promise we'll get to it at the end of the show. We'll get to. We'll make sure to cover it at the end of the episode to give the listeners here the answer. But let's let's bring up your information here, Andy. And yeah, uh, as you know, sports can be a science, and that's nice. what we do here. We cover. We are wise in the sciences. We're told. Yes. And also, speaking of science, we are very fond of other people here. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, with that being said, boys and girls, get checked out for your for your cancer awareness. Yes. Great logo there. Speaking of the female sports, we'll start with some female sports here. You see there... Sandy Bullard and Becky Hammonds when Becky was a player. Sandy coached Becky as a player, and now they're coaching against each other in, in the WNBA Finals. So that's kind of kind of an odd, cool thing to have going oh, for you yes. there. And Becky's Las Vegas Aces did win 99-82 over to Liberty on Sunday to take game one. And the rest of the schedule looks like this. Game two on the 11th, then the 15th for game three, if need be. Four and five later next week on your ABC ESPN family of networks. Okay. Speaking of the WNBA, the Bay Area will get a team in 2025. And in 2024, the Bay Area will also get a, a National Women's Soccer League team. Okay. Interesting. As well. So they're, the women's sports are blown up in the San Francisco area. Congrats wow, back to back years, new sports teams there. That's yeah. interesting. I did not know that. So how'd you have to be a sportscaster out there? You gotta learn all these new things in two years. Go, go, go. There's our girl Paige. She had a quote this week. I know people this year are going to test me, push me around, make sure I'm really healthy, and use physical physicality as a weapon against me. I'm so ready for that. So Paige is a gamer. Bring it on. Paige Beckers, I think, I try not to mention this, but I think she weighs all the way 30 pounds when you look at her. <laughs> and 20 of its hair. But she's all she's all that in a bag of chips. Very excited to see her play this year as the college basketball season will be starting here in about a month. Yeah, we and we will be covering, you know, we'll cover UConn, Iowa for sure. Those two teams big Pretty, time. Yep. And some other other teams as well for for women's college collegiate basketball but this will be fun now Paige is back caitlin clark is is her senior year to be reckoned with her senior year this will be fun uh we always cover lehigh basketball with all the yep. local minnesota uh teams here uh, yep. kind of minnesota east out there at lehigh and some other ones what we color but cover but these will be good this will be fun to, to watch uh, this season as it goes on Kim Nang became the first female Major League Baseball GM to make the postseason. She's a GM for the Miami Marlins and led them to the playoffs. So it's nice to see that, uh, no pun intended here, it's not the old boys club of, hey, you had a great career, BRGM, and they just make up positions for guys. They're actually getting, not that those guys don't have the mind for baseball, but getting people from outside the old, old boys club in and, Moving things around. So that's well, nice. speaking of the Marlins and Luisa Rise, you know she would have been part of that negotiation deal yep. to, to to work that trade. And yep. uh, congrats to her, Julia Hart, local gal, uh, AEW wrestler who's kind of been having a good uh, career going now. 
She's reportedly taking time away. Nothing is wrong. It's not a contract dispute, but congratulations. Congratulations. She just got married. So don't Congrats. freak out. She's not leaving, going to another association. She took time off for the marriage thing. So perfect. NASCAR. Here's the final eight remaining after the race in Vegas over the weekend. Um, they have three more races and they cut four more guys. And so if that was to be those are the four in the bottom there. Here is the schedule for the next three races. They got South Point 400 in Vegas coming up again on the 15th of October. Then they're at Homestead of Miami for the 4 over 400 presented by Mobile One. And October 29th is the Xfinity 500. After that, they will cut four drivers off and have four left for the final race. Now, this is just a reminder, and this is not a put-down, just to those of you new to NASCAR and that. They call it the playoffs or the championship four. This does not mean there's just four cars racing. Everybody still races. All 30-some guys are in it. The guy who wins the race may not be one of those four finalists. It's whoever does the best of those four that day wins. So... <coughs> yeah, it's, it's a good con it's a good concept it does take some getting used to uh and, yep. and we've been educated you've been educating the last couple of years how this all works and how this all plays out but well because those guys go for for manufacturer points ford points uh team owner points stuff like that so there's a lot more than just the four individuals going on also for this so guys playing for contracts next year sponsorship next year etc etc and NASCAR released our schedule for next year. A major race, June 16th, Iowa Speedway. Interesting. Just saying. Just saying. Hmm. Now, Iowa does have a track. They've had some Xfinity races there in the past, some truck races. But the big boys, the big, the big shooters, the guys you see on TV on Sundays or Saturday nights will be in the Iowa in June. So, Big Ten. Preseason power rankings are out. There's the Gophers at 14th. Oh, my. And it's only going to get worse, folks, because UCLA, USC, Oregon, and all them joining, and Washington joining the next couple of years could only get worse. Well, now I talked to Craig from Philly this afternoon, and yeah. he said that, you know, he did have some good, good things that he, he picked in that show that we did. And, yeah. Many of them were right, but boy, who would have expected Minnesota to be 14 right now? For basketball, and... yeah. So, ish. Wait, is this basketball? Yeah, basketball. Okay, basketball. We're talking um, football. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's not uh, the comment. Yeah, and football now, too. We figured they're gonna, they are going to have a tough time here uh, in basketball yeah. for a couple of years. But, yes, like you said, it's it's going to really be tough. And oh, and kind of the football, I was drinking the Kool Aid at the beginning of the year on that show. Boy, was I wrong! Holy cow! I admit that one. Former Cubs and Angels manager Joe Madden wants to manage again. In fact, he wants to manage the Mets. So he's hoping he gets an interview. Interesting. Get in line, Joe. Craig Council is the leader right now in the clubhouse for the job with the Mets. He was led Milwaukee to a one-and-done in the playoffs last few years, but at least they've made the playoffs. Joe Madden's made the playoffs. Joe Madden has a ring. Council, I think, kind of wants to stay with Milwaukee, so we'll see. It could be interesting. 
And the Olympics are going to have croquet, baseball, softball, and the NFL Pro Bowl will be added to the Olympics. Or, I mean, flag football. Wow. Same thing. The 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. <coughs> so baseball going back in, softball in. I think the World Baseball Classic popularity has helped baseball get back in there. Yeah. And flag football, I have really no idea why the hell they'd have flag football in there. But I, but I suppose there is interest, and those that are in it and into it are going to be, you know, heavily watching that. That's very interesting. I don't know if a lot of others will watch that. Maybe to check it out, but right. I don't know if I have an interest in watching that. Now, do you know if pickleball will be in? Um, no, and we, we will not speak of that sport ever again on this show. Okay, okay. I'll just yeah, let's, I'm not here. You can... That's another growing sport that's, I'm guessing, maybe that will be in down the road, but we will not yeah. speak of that. Let's hope not. It's like the summer version of curling. Let's just not talk about that. Yes. And over the company who bought UFC and WWE have said today that creative control is handed over to Paul Levesque, also known as Triple H. Which equals one thing. Vince McMahon will have even less say than we thought to start with. So if you're happy with the way it was going when Paul was running the show, you're going to see a lot more of it coming up. So yay for that. The Houston Arena to install ice-making equipment for a potential NHL team. Mm. Now, I know they have minor league hockey, I believe, in Houston, but they want to move to a bigger arena, so there we go. Be prepared. Yeah, interesting. Now, here we are talking about college football. Here's Oregon. If you look at the stat on the right as you look at the screen, in 2023, there's their little flight schedule. Oh, Utah, ooh, Phoenix, whatever. Then look at next year in 2024. They're going all the way to Rutgers, Penn State. You know, they, that, they don't show them out here, but they just, that could be matchups coming up in the future for them. Be a lot of miles for these kids to be putting on. Um, I don't know if that's wise or not, but I think you might see a lot of schools in these situations. We'll take Washington or any of the West Coast teams. If you're playing Rutgers or Maryland, do you leave on Thursday? And get a couple days to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying that's or vice versa. If your Rutgers going out to them, do you leave on a Wednesday or Thursday to get acclimated? So that's a good it's a fair question because this is not, you know, these are not adults traveling on business. These are these are I don't want to say kids or youth, but very, very young. Um, you know, yeah. in college taking classes, playing uh, you know, sports yeah. their whole life and uh and now they're on these long, long flights, and it does it does impact impact you you know your body uh, before you play a sport like this. It's 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 it takes it does take a toll. Very interesting. Well, different. You're the student athletes. So you got classes all day, then practice. Yeah, fly. if it's a business trip, you just work the eight hours a day, and that's it. So they're working eight hours a day in class, plus practice for however long, plus the gym, plus homework. You know, so. Working yeah, with the computer. Yeah, that's... Wow. Now, here's a picture of Jim Harbaugh from the Gopher game. He went in there and did the whole celebration picture. And I like I put off social media. Can you imagine if Coach Prime did that? They'd have roasted him. Yeah, that's true. Jim Harbaugh did it, and oh, look how cute it is. He was with his players. 
me and my dogs. If Coach Prime did that, they'd have roasted him. Yep. Once again, it's it's you just gotta watch what you do and what you say because once again, you're under a microscope. Mm -hmm. and yep. Just oh wow. Now here's a guy who's I'm surprised not fired yet. Miami had a 20 to 17 lead with 36 seconds to go. So they get in victory formation, take a knee. No, he hands it off, and said running back fumbles the ball. Georgia Tech recovered it, threw for a touchdown to win. Number 17 Miami at 4-0, playing 3-2 Georgia Tech, and he does not go into victory formation for an, a knee. How he still has a job, how he made it on campus without his car getting egged blows me away. So, Well, it's a high-risk, high-reward play if it works, yeah. and if it doesn't, and if something fails, Wow. Oh, if it worked, we'd never heard that he ran a running play on the last play of the game. But it failed. That's how we heard about it. Big, big, yeah. high risk to do that. Wow. <clears throat> Breaking news, USC quarterback Caleb Williams says he could make more at USC next year than as a rookie in the NFL <laughs> from all the money he makes on the NIL deals. So they finally got a way to keep kids in college for three years because they're making more money on their name and likeness, that they can on a rookie deal on a cruddy team. Yep. So. And he already already narrowed down who he will play for. Yep. So now it gets the student athlete now into calling the shots for what's, what's going to happen because the NIL has taken off so, so much. Yep. And we got to talk about our, our boy Leah here. Swimming's World Cup. Open races for transgender swimmer, swimmers are scrapped after nobody entered. <laughs> I just thought that, that I, I thought it was Christmas morning when I read this. That is awesome. Just a little sweet justice right there. And so that's the backlash. No, so once again, <laughs> yep. you you want to try to do the transgender, and then you open it up to those that are, and now no one enters it. Because yeah, they want to win the women's, you know this. Yeah, this is the best thing. The best. This is the best answer that comes out of all this. Yep. They they <clears throat> can't have your cake and eat it too here. Now, before we started this next round of playoffs, here was the odds going into the second round of the playoffs. There's the Twins at the bottom of thousand to one. D backs at 14, 1400 to one. Braves on the top, Dodgers on the top. After the two games, one for the National League and two for the American League, the Orioles are 3,500 to one to win the World Series now after losing the first two. The Rangers went from 700 to a 360 to lead the pack right now Jeez. as the odds on favorite to win the World Series. So, oh God. You know. So, you know, we've said this before on the show, the, the number one and number two seeds have it actually a very tough time getting very far. There's, there's years, of course, yep. that they do, but yep. the way the, the format is set up now and the amount of upset that took place, that, that do continually take place, these upsets this last weekend were unreal. Rangers won two in Baltimore. Yeah. A in Baltimore. 100, 102 games this year, yeah. With the two-game lead, 
it's only a best of five. They need to just win one. So the Orioles are really up against the ropes. Houston Astros are up against the ropes. The Braves are up against the ropes. And the Dodgers, <clears throat> another team up against the ropes. Those are the top four teams. Yeah, Kershaw got lit up. One, one third run inning, six earned runs. His ERA is, I think, 162.0. Yep, yep. And so, you know, the Astros are are digging deep for game through three and four to see who are they going to use and how are they going to match up for their pitching because they're they're not deep in pitching. Yeah. And now the Twins will be lucky enough to be able to throw Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan, perhaps uh, Kenta Maeda, two good starters at home at Target Field. And they got Joe Ryan yet too. Yeah, Joe Ryan. They haven't used him yet, and I think he's the next the starter after Sonny Gray. So yeah, he's pitching game four. They said. Okay, so, I mean, it's huge how the postseason is actually very fun to watch because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the the, the the Dodgers got lit up. The Braves. Yeah, look at the Dodgers. So, Kershaw got lit up like a Christmas tree, third inning. Then they had a day off. Now they got game two today. Could he go for game three? I mean, he's only got the third inning on him, <laughs> you know. He could, he could, and so now was that due to the NFL schedule that they took uh, those well, days off? TV schedule, TV. Okay, so due to TV. TV so I don't think that's happened in the past either, where you you play a, a game one and then have a a day off break for game two. So that could yeah. work in their favor, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be tough for these one and two seeds because it looks like uh, more than one of them could lose here with early yeah. this week. They'll already be out of it. So. Yep. Now there's a staff meeting here at the Shadow Studios today. Wow! All four of the cats—they're all—they're all having a staff meeting. They brought in some outside consultants. Looks like this is like Arizona or Phoenix or something. Yeah, yeah. Our, our different location. A, conve a convention, yes. And they came up with the stat of the week. Okay, eighties. Eighties baseball stat of the week. Speaking of the playoffs. Stand your left. The least viewed World Series have all been in the 2000s. The most viewed were late 70s, early 80s. Look at the number of average games. 44.2 million people in 1978. 2020, that was, uh, we won't talk about that, 9 million, 11 million. Look at all those low numbers in the 2000s. Now, is that because cable has saturated us with baseball? It's not such a big deal to the National League team anymore. Why are these ratings so down and so up from that time? Well, I think it's I think it's both. We get to see the teams, like you said, it's saturated, and then the number of networks that are out there to watch. Yeah, these and eighties, there just was the big, big three, you know, networks, yeah. and everyone watched them. And... The game of the week, and that was it. You know, and if you lived here, I know on a clear night, you could maybe get Chicago, possibly Kansas City or St. Louis on a clear night. Now you could watch any game you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. So yeah, that's a, that's a good stat though because it's very telling. It's it's not saying that interest in baseball is yeah, diminished. Yeah. You can one could argue that, oh. but you could look at the attendance also and see what it what it is uh, versus tickets sold and things like that. But I think yeah, they, there's just so many options for TV and internet right now and streaming services that right. who's actually tuning in and watching and are there are those uh, you know viewings how accurate are they even as far as uh, viewing. Well, Okay, back in 1979 or 78, say, you would sit at your house and watch the game. That's one house, one game. All 10 of you on your street 
That's 10 games. That's 10 people watching. Now the 10 of you go to the bar and watch on one TV, that counts as one watching. Okay. So you kind of lose Multiple stuff with that. variables. Wow. That's, that's a good stat. I like it. Soapbox. All right. This will be good, I'm sure. Miggy ended his career th- one of three guys with a 300-plus average, 500-plus home runs, and 3,000-plus hits. The reason this is on my soapbox is you will not see this anymore because of all the made-up stats they've come up with. No one's going to yeah. care how great this number is with these three guys because it's not going to have their their war or their on Sundays when they ate vegetables for lunch stat or whatever the hell they come up with now. They don't have the nuts and bolts stats anymore. No one doesn't care about these anymore. Launch That's angle, that. yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, launch angle, uh, this, that. No. This is what made men men for baseball. 300 average, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits. You can see how the guys do this. going to say, oh, but his war was this. He only had this for a launch angle. He couldn't do this on night games. That's what's going to ruin these stats. <coughs> 300 <laughs> average alone. There's maybe yeah. guys like Luis Arias who could do that um, uh, for a string string together. You know, some some years to do that. But this is these are career numbers. Okay, Luis Arias could get three a three hundred career average of three thousand hits. He's not going to get five hundred home runs. No. You know, and the guys get five hundred home runs. Home run hitters nowadays. Look at what's his name in Philadelphia, Kyle Schwarber. That's one eighty, and I think the sun rises and sets on his ass because he could hit a home run. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. So the to put together these types Carlos of Carlos Correa right now batting 220, and the Twins fans around here think, boy, we really got a deal on him for the contract. We showed the Giants and Mets who's who. Okay. Yeah, literally 220. I mean, it's so hard to hit 300 in a single season, much he less. Yeah, it's a great weekend, and they think it's money well spent. Yeah, this this is the last time I think that we will see this. This is awesome. Great stat. One more thing here. We lost a legend the other day, Dick Butkus. And, and you look at the numbers here. Two-time defensive player of the year. Five-time first team. Three times he was on the second team. That's eight years. He only played nine seasons, Dan. The 73, his last season, he didn't make first or second team. So that's that he did. <coughs> Excuse me, eight-time pro bowler. 60s all-decade team, 70s all-decade team, and he only played three years in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, all this other stuff. There was one stat I saw in here. I was like, look up stuff for Dick Buckus. You know, everybody thinks of Mr. Chicago Bear, this and that. Buckus's retirement came with four years remaining on a five-year contract with the Bears, which was to pay him $115,000 per year through 1977. It came with a no-cut, no-trade clause and was payable even if surgery was needed. The contract also promised necessary medical and hospital care, which, according to Butkus, the Bears neglected to provide for him, causing irreparable damage to his knee. The Bears then told him that he would not be paid uh, if 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 he could not play. Butkus filed suit against the Bears team doctor in May of 74, asking for $600,000 in compensation damages and $1 million in punitive damages. It was eventually settled out of court when the Bears agreed to pay Butkus the full value of his contract. The episode caused a rift between Butkus and Bears owner George Hallis 
and the two did not speak for the next five years. So, beginning of the contract disputes in a way, no trade, no cut, no nothing, and the Bears jammed him. He didn't speak to old man Hallis for five years, and he still couldn't say anything bad about the Bears after that. You know, the story there says, oh, they paid him his contract and this and that. The words settled out of court. I'm sure he got a nice other bonus contract for anytime you're seen wearing a Bears hat, here's so much money. You know, stuff like that. I, Pretty sure he got some extra cash here and there for stuff. Wow. That is my little bit. Um, like I said, being gone last week when I was on the trip, um, I don't have a lot of college or high school stuff today. Uh, Going to be working next week on starting our my midweek show on the Northern Conferences for uh, sports. NSIC and, and yeah. otherwise. Yes, stuff like well, that. Here's what we've got. For, for other sports, you know, we've got the Gophers football, Gopher football. Now I, I got confused with the basketball before, but you know, they yeah. lost to Michigan, Michigan ranked number two. Now they've got a bye week. Now they've got still the easier part of their schedule, but they're sitting at three and three. Some are, are saying that, are they going to be bowl eligible? Can they win six games even? And right. you've got Iowa, you got Ohio state, uh, you know, Michigan state, can you win that? Can you win the other, you know, Illinois? Yeah. And so it's going to be tricky, I think. But uh, there was there was folks talking, can it, Can we pull off 11 wins? Can we pull off 10 wins? Well, now now it is six. Is, is five or six going to be it? Uh, one person right. I talked to over the weekend says, are they going to or can they win another single game this year? Right. They could lose them all. They, they could lose them all. So. I think that there's some pros and cons there. The, you know, Cal, uh, Cal, uh, you know, if he's, if he comes back, that's the thing right there. Better, but. Was was Morgan, Tyler Morgan that good or is this guy that bad? (laughs) Or is it just we lost enough other pieces in between two along with the quarterback change where it's just a crumble? It's a, that's a good question. Um, You know, you know, Morgan, no, no. Now he was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And then later cut. Now the Minnesota Vikings did pick him up on the taxi squad or the practice squad or something. So he did sign with Minnesota now. So I think that's a good pickup. Will he ever see a football field? Probably not. He could be a scout guy, you know. And you you never know. He might be a coach one day in the league. A coach, you know, you know. So his future is not as an NFL quarterback, but in the other roles that NFL quarterbacks serve, he could be. He could find a nice little niche there, but interesting. So the Gophers have a week off with their bye. The Vikings now played at home. Kansas City got beat. They're now, you know, one one win. One the, four, the, yeah. the brackets. Now Chicago Bears are playing good. Green Bay Packers have won a couple of games, and the Vikings now find themselves last. Uh, I was one of those that said, "Well, Detroit's going to obviously win the division." It's kind of the is the plan. Vikings will fall in second because the Bears and Packers aren't going to be that good this year. Now the Vikings find themselves with one win. So who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting how that shakes out. High school football, Andy. High school. The first five, I think, weeks are done. Five or six weeks are done. Yep. Which means, which means for this coming Friday is the last Friday night in the state of Minnesota games uh, for the regular season. MEA. 
The following weekend is MEA, which is a Wednesday night game. Playoffs and sectionals begin. This time of the year, we said it earlier, the time flies. Uh, football is wrapping up. It'll be playoffs here before we know it in chilly outdoor games and all culminating in November with the Prep Bowl. Now, the Minnesota Twins are in their American League Divisional Series. They've got the day off today, and then we'll play um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And those are afternoon games, I think, 307 at Target Field. It's a best of five. It's series tied. I think they're night games because of TV. I'll check. The one, the first game is 307, and there's a night game after that. So it's an afternoon. And then the other guys are I think. That'll be interesting. Um, like we said earlier, uh, Twins pitching, the depth will be good. It will be interesting. Um, they can win those games. Who knows with the Astros? You never know what's going to happen. But uh, right. after after some studying here this last weekend, I do think that the Twins threw Bailey over on game one and had some other uh, lineup changes and some defensive moves and changes. That, that may have been a throwaway game already just to line up with the new starters coming back around. <laughs> Now they have us listed. They have us listed Wednesday as the one o'clock game. I don't know if that change if the Texas Baltimore series is done with not. Oh, gotcha. Last I saw, it was three oh seven for Wednesday. I don't know about Thursday, but we'll see. It's it's an afternoon, I think, regardless. But check the weather. Uh, I'm sure they will be sold out. The games. Uh, a lot of people are going to be going to these games. The, the the crowd could get rowdy. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I think we'll see the new red Homer Hankies. The red ones this time. Yeah, the white the last uh, eighty-seven and ninety-one. Now we're going to go with the the uh, the red version, but that'll be all we're going to be hearing about the next couple of days here. And by next weekend, it's going to be the ALCS. We don't know what's going to happen. All sorts of upsets. All, you can't. You can't. It's it's just a crapshoot uh, for laying down money or betting on these types of games. Oh yeah, you never know what's going to happen here, but. We'll see how many number one seeds are out of it. But that's all I've got here for sports. I already had college hockey started. Gophers and Beavers. Uh, Lots of hockey coming up. Lots of hockey. Now, let's get back to the trivia. We don't want to forget the answer, no. Andy. Trivia question. Yes, I know Connie just sent me a text. Repeat the, the question for the audience. Wayne Gretzky holds most of the scoring titles in the NHL. The question was, most points combined by brothers. Okay, well, first of all, just put it in context. Wayne Gretzky alone had 2,857 points. The most points for combined by brothers is 2,861 held by Wayne and Brett Gretzky. Brett had four points. Ah. Wayne had 2,857. So Wayne Gretzky holds that record, too, for most points by a brother combination. That's very good. I did not know that. <clears throat> Brett had Four. And he's in the record books. He's in the books. Riding his brother's coattails again. Interesting stuff. All right. So lots of football, lots of things going on. Fall Baseball League here in the Twin Cities has two more weeks to go. That'll be wrapping up soon. And then we'll be doing a special on the various teams heading to Florida and Arizona to play in the various World Series tournaments down there in those states that kick off at the end of October those are coming up now as well. Time's flying. Next thing you know, it's That's going it. to be November. We've got our five-year anniversary coming up, Andy, of the show. Next thing you know, it's going to be spring training for baseball. And it all starts again. 
That's right. All right. Please give your comments and uh, comments below and suggestions for future topics and ideas as well relating to sports. Put them at the bottom. Have a good week. Thank you. Bye.